It's the list and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross. All right, we are live. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, it is August 8th, listing your boy, like 80-something, 85, probably 86, one of those. Either way, we got lots to talk about today. Jimmy, you're back from Orlando. I am, and I got a story about Orlando, but before we get there, uh, first I want to start with a public public notice, and that is that two weeks from now, we're going to be doing this podcast not on a Wednesday, but on a Thursday Two weeks from now, instead of doing it on August 22nd, which should be the Wednesday of that week, we're going to do it on uh, Thursday, August 23rd. And why is it, Sean, that we're going to do the show that week on Thursday, August 23rd? Because you're moving me to Canada. (laughs) You and I are going to be together once again doing it live. I was telling Sean off the air, you should try to hook up with Showdown Joe and do Holy Smokes live too together. But we're going to do it live. Uh, I wanted it to be in the new studio. I told you that my building is being a bunch of bitches and so yeah. that, that's not going to be possible in the new studio, but we're going to make it work. So that's going to be fun. So at, at the very least, I will go grab Vitura and be like, Vitura, do the intro live for Holy Smokes. And then me and Joe will talk shit on Periscope for about five or six minutes. You could do that. <laughs> that'd yeah, be, that'd be a possible. suitable replacement, I think. But that's going to be fun. So people remember two weeks from now, August 22nd, we will not be doing the show. We'll be doing it on uh, Thursday, the 23rd that week. Uh, next topic. You know, last week I had an announcement. And, and let me tell you, Sean, when we do this God. podcast live... Oh, I, I know what you're going to do. You're going to take credit. No. You're going to give credit. No, no, not, no. You're, <laughs> you're completely in another direction. No. Well, okay. No. Go ahead. I was going to say that when we do this podcast live, I can't see the live chat. And so it's not until I watch the show back the next day that I'm able to look at the live chat. I didn't realize I was the heel last week when I made the announcement. And I didn't realize people booed me in the live chat, Sean. Right, they did. I felt like I had more heat than Roman Reigns. There was a Dixie Carter major announcement. You know how she would do that stuff? A major announcement coming. Major announcement. Then there would be a video on TNA's YouTube. I am thrilled to announce our new partnership with Sony 6 in India. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I was thrilled, at least, that I was able to make this major uh, human resources acquisition. And uh, Marie is back with us. And as she contractually, as I agreed contractually, she's allowed to wear masks as part of the gig. And so she's wearing a mask. And I have a question for you, Sean. Do you know the rumored significance of the mask that Marie is wearing oh, this week. Jesus Christ. What? What? You... What? Nigel, there is a rumored significance <laughs> yeah, to the, the mask. Yeah, the threat of getting sued wasn't enough. You just want to make sure it goes ahead and happens, and so right? Just, we're, we're talking pure rumor, and, and this is like wrestling lore. And that's all it is. And there's nothing wrong with it, and it's all over the internet. So you know what the rumor, the long-standing rumor is, Nigel? What's that? The long-standing rumor, and this has nothing to do with Marie. This has to do with somebody else. But the long-standing rumor is that <laughs> Randy Macho Man Savage, who is the gentleman whose mask Marie is wearing today, the long-standing rumor is that Randy Macho Man Savage had an affair with a young Stephanie McMahon. Hmm. Uh, that's the rumor. And apparently it happened uh, when she was like in her early 20s or something. And it, the would rumor, been, it would have been her mid, uh, late teens. Late teens, okay. And the rumor is that when he left the company, Vince McMahon was... Uh, was uh, uh, not wanting to bring him back to do anything because he was still bitter because uh, Savage hooked up with his daughter. And that's long been the rumor. 
Now, that's not why Marie Stephanie, chose the mask. Stephanie was 17 when Randy Savage left. Well, good for Randy Savage. That, whoa. That's whoa. not... <laughs> whoa. Well, first off, first off, to kind of <laughs> calm those rumors a bit, I think it was Bruce Pritchard that revealed that Vince McMahon considered bringing back Randy Savage in like 98, 99 when his WCW contract was up. Really? Yeah. Why? Because she was with Hunter by then, so he figured there wouldn't be a problem. Well, she she wasn't, actually. Oh, so he thought there'd be a round two? <laughs> it's all it's all rumored, and again, this has nothing to do with Marie, because, you know, Marie is wearing the Savage mask, but uh, I just, for some reason, it struck yeah, me. I was going to say, what does this have to do with Stephanie McMahon? Well, because when Marie chose the mask, because Marie chooses the mask, Sean, so when Marie chose the Randy Savage mask today, that story just popped into my head. And I thought to myself, I'm going to ask Sean on the air, did you ever hear about the rumor with Randy yeah, Savage? Yeah, no, I've Savage never Randy? heard that at all, okay. ever. Okay, well, there you go. So that's never, the rumor, Nigel. Ever. That's the rumor. <laughs> has enough. nothing to do with Marie, but that's the rumor that I heard. And uh, so I thought I'd bring it up on the air. So, so there you go. Someone took me seriously at my moving to Canada thing. If Chile couldn't get... Imagine they, them trying to laugh me out of there. Chile! Couldn't become a citizen at first. Yeah, she got it eventually. Yeah, eventually, but still. You know that I paid, I paid, I paid tens of thousands of dollars to help her out with legal. I'm not surprised. The government sucks. Yeah, in Canada. they don't even get me started because it's bullshit. But anyway, so uh, so yeah, so Marie this week chose Randy Savage's mask, and that's what she's wearing, and that's what made me think of his story. So there you go. Uh, let me tell my Disney story because I told Sean a little off the air, and you'll admit this is interesting, Sean. You, you told me this well, is I... interesting. You already said. You already <laughs> yeah. said this is interesting. So okay. I know that the rumor about me is that I like to tell stories. You do and, tell stories. Uh, I like to tell stories. Now, usually I like to think they're good ones, which is why I tell them. But let me tell you this story. <laughs> why are you laughing? Because we had somebody in the in the comment section last week say. Jimmy, sometimes when you run down the history to Nigel and Melissa, you're speaking to an audience of one. I don't care. No, it's about the consumer. You may like the snakes and sparklers, Jimmy. Yeah. That's all that matters. You gotta understand, when I when I tell Nigel a story, I realize he's not a wrestling fan, and I realize that our listeners are, and they under they already know. The reason I I give him a little like quick crash course is because I want the reaction of the non wrestling fan. I want the non-wrestling fan to tell me how stupid he thinks something is from the outside. That's why I do those quick crash courses to get no, his they're reaction. Not they're not quick. <laughs> Shut up. They're, they're pretty quick. quick. They're pretty quick. <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, so okay. So last weekend, I went to, I went to Orlando, Florida. Uh, my daughter's three and a half. I took her to Disney World for the first time. I knew going in, Sean, that the only way to do Disney properly is if you book a Fast Pass tour. Yes. Right? And so I booked something called the Ultimate Disney Classics VIP Tour. What happens is they put you into a group with like 10 people. You get two guides. The guides take you around the park. And you get fast-tracked to the front of every line. Right? Some of those lines, Sean, an hour plus. Oh, yeah. I I never go to a King's Island or Universal Studios without a fast pass now. Right, right. Yeah, so some of those lines were were pretty massive, and we just strolled right in, and uh, and that made it worthwhile. One of my guides, and I told her I was going to mention her on the pod today, her name was Julia. And during this tour, one of the guys in my group was from Manchester, England. And I was talking to him about, you know, boxing and Ricky Hatton. And we talked about Michael Bisping and Conor McGregor and all this stuff. Wrestling came up. Pro wrestling came up. Julia comes in and goes, are you talking like WWE wrestling? And I go, yeah. And she goes, we're talking later. 
And then when we had another break during the tour, she came over and she told me, I just got married in June. Uh, my husband and I, we go to a bunch of NXT tapings at Full Sail. We, oh, cool. went, to the, we went to the May Young Classic last year. We're going to the May Young Classic this year, which ironically enough starts today, August 8th. Uh, and she knew all this stuff, and I they, told they were her probably there when I was last year when I was on vacation. Probably, probably she probably there. was. Yep, and I told her about the rumors about Matt Riddle, uh, and she thought that was pretty interesting. And so uh, again, I told her I was going to give her a shout out. And Julie, if you hear this, uh, send me a message on Twitter because I didn't get her contact information. Send me a message on Twitter or leave a comment on the YouTube channel, and I'll hit you up, and I might even send you some fightful merch. For fun. Nice. That would be great. But she was great. The tour was great. My daughter loved it. And uh, and again, anybody that goes to Disney, if you have little kids, do one of these fast pass tours because otherwise, imagine if you're a parent having a two year old standing in line for an hour. Forget oh, yeah. about it. You know? uh, me standing in line for an hour at Universal. I, I sat through one line on one ride, and I said, "Let's find a place where we can find get fast passes. It's yes. not going to work." Yeah, uh, I, I will have to go back to Orlando sometime. I got there and it was it was following the hurricane, so right. It was well. We did the magic. The we did the magic. Working. What's that? Half the city wasn't working. Oh, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah, there. yeah, yeah. We did the Magic Kingdom, so we did uh, you know Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean, all that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. and and it was a good time. The next thing, so I guess I guess we might as well go and talk about the May Young Classic since uh, I just mentioned sure. that Julie is going. So the taping starts tonight, August eighth. Uh, they're going to start airing on the WWE Network starting September 5 at 9 p.m. Eastern. And they're going to air every Wednesday on the network until the Evolution pay-per-view. And then at Evolution, they're going to have the finals of the tournament. Uh, and they just announced the commentary team is going to be Michael Cole, Beth Phoenix, and Renee Young. What do you think? Do you Because th- when you look at the public, uh, who's getting all the public attention, it's probably... Um, um, Jesus, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden. Deanna Perrazzo, Madison Rain, yeah. Caitlin... They're probably getting a lot of the attention. So you imagine Caitlin's probably going to be in the final. Maybe Deanna Perrazzo is going to be in the final. What do you think? I, I would expect Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, Shirai is getting a lot, of, sure, yes. a lot of promotion. You got Sienna from Impact. I was a little surprised that she was in there. Uh, Madison Rain going by Ashley Rain. Keep in mind what she has been able to do. Not, not a big fan of the in-ring, but Impact Wrestling, a title match on their pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. All in in the May Young Classic. Yes, that's that's pretty impressive. You have Errol Monroe, who I believe is married to Cedric Alexander. Priscilla Kelly is a great addition, I think. Mia Yim is a good one. She happens to live with Shayna Baszler and Jessamyn Duke. Uh, so she had a run in TNA. You've got some NXT names like Tanera Conti. Tony Storm is there. That's mm-hmm. a good one. I, I like this field. I do. I'm very very surprised that Britt Baker and Chelsea Green are not in this. Britt Baker, the girlfriend of Adam Cole, she's on All In. Chelsea Green's on All In. They're and Chelsea in the... Green was at the tryout and did well, right? Chelsea Green, here's the thing. She was on Tough Enough uh, years ago. They liked her, didn't sign her. She went to Impact, had that great character, Laurel Van Ness, where she was a bride left at the altar who yeah. never got over it. And I was told late last year that WWE had interest in her. And to be surprised if she wasn't signed by the end of 2018. And she's still not in the May Young Classic. So that's surprising mm-hmm. because you look at a, a Chelsea Green, man, that's that's the type of girl that Vince McMahon loves. Yes. And she's she can work. Definitely, yes, I agree. She's definitely the type. She's and I've seen pictures of her when she was brunette and she's blonde now, right? And that's yeah. definitely what Vince goes for. So we'll see what happens with that. Also, um, hey, how about this one? The biggest draw of them all, Kavita DeVee. 
Yes. Dubai, whatever the hell her name is. I think it's Davi. I think you're right. It's Davi. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of biggest draw, um, the last Blue I Chew, looked. Am I going into Blue Chew right now? The, no, not yet. The, la- the last <laughs> I heard, our Raw podcast had like 107,000 views. What the hell happened? It got that enhancement. Is that what it was? Yeah. Do you think it's because 100,000 people thought that the Ronda Rousey match was actually on that clip? Well, considering that there was a giant thumbnail up there that said Fightful Podcast, they would be fucking stupid to believe so. Oh, but people are stupid. Well, yeah, but I mean, I I don't know. Hmm. Because, I mean, I have literally a video that says Ronda Rousey versus Alicia Fox match review. Yes. And it doesn't. It's not doing those numbers. So, hey, I don't care. You know what? I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take it. I agree. I agree. I got another thing to show you, Sean. So, uh, you know, this week I'm alone at my house. My wife and kids are still in Florida until next week. Really? And, yep. And I'm going to the cottage this weekend. But uh, until then, I'm at home by myself. So I've had some time to unpack, you know, because I haven't been able to fully unpack since I moved to my new place. I was unpacking uh, yesterday and I found some stuff that I hadn't seen in a long time. And I wanted to show them to you because I thought you'd find them interesting. Uh, this is old wrestling memorabilia. And the first one I'm going to show you is the Stranglehold one. Go put that one up, Nigel. Sure. Check this thing out, Sean. This is a live event program from the Olympia Stadium in Detroit, Michigan. It's dated wow. April 14, 1973. It's got Bruno Sammartino on the cover. I still cannot figure out whose uh, autograph that is. And I remember I got this thing, if you can believe it, I got it at a yard sale for 25 cents when I was really? a kid. And because I was not born in 1973, I'm not dating myself that much, but I got it at a yard sale and I, I could never figure out that signature. Maybe if anybody sees this podcast, you can figure it out. Put up the lineup, Nigel, sure. next to it, because maybe this will help people figure it out. So look at this lineup, Sean. This was from, again, April 14, 1973 uh, in Detroit. The main event, Big Ernie Ladd and Baron Von Raschke against Bruno Sammartino and Cowboy Bob Ellis. Look at some of the names on this. Handsome Jimmy Valiant. Pretty Boy Bobby Heenan is on this thing. Oh, wow. Whipper Watson Jr. Uh, A lot of pretty well-known names at the time, but I can't figure out that signature. So, I don't know. It looks like a C. Put the other one back up, Nigel. Sure. It, lo- it looks like CL, so I thought maybe it was Clem Turner, because Clem Turner was on the lineup. Yeah. But, but the other name starts with a B. What's so, the date on this again? April 14, 1973. 1973. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a great piece. I can't even, yeah, I can't even find it on the cage match listing. Cagematch.net. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty impressive. Yep. Yeah, I'm not sure who that is, but I found that, and I thought that was cool. Put up the international wrestling one. This is another thing that I found. This was from an international wrestling card that I went to in Brockville, Ontario, Canada. This would have been 1986. Uh, This is Samu. He was on the cover of this thing. And put up the back of it. Sure. This is the back of the program. And if you look in the bottom left, of course they did it in French because this was international wrestling. If you look at the bottom left, a loaf of the Polynesian prince. You know who that is, right? Wow, who is it? Oh, Rikishi. That's Rikishi. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been Rikishi when he was starting out in the business, 1986. Who later Samu. That's right. That's right, who later would team. Right. Uh, weren't they also the Samoan SWAT team, or was that Tama? That might have been Tama. I think it was somebody else, yeah. Yeah, it might have been. But uh, I found that, and I thought that was cool. And then the last thing that I came across, put, put up the, the card. 
This was from a WWF show that I went to on May 28, 1989, uh, in Kingston, Ontario, Canada. Tim Horner versus Barry Horowitz. (laughs) As as we say on the Holy Smokes podcast, when they put together two guys on a losing streak, somebody's got to win. Yes, pretty sure Horowitz won that one. Fantastic. And, and look at this lineup, man. It's uh, and and you know I, I hate to say it, but if you look at the top three matches on the card, a lot of those guys are no longer with us. Yeah. But uh, Andre the Giant was in the main event, a tag team match with Haku against Stud and uh, and Jim Duggan. And uh, I I was 14 when this took place, so I don't remember much about what happened. What I do remember is I remember standing ringside and Andre the Giant walking by me, and I'll probably mm-hmm. remember that for life. And he was one enormous human being. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I came across that. I thought you'd find that interesting. I did. Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart. And Bret Hart. Back then. Uh, and actually, Tim Horner beat Barry Horowitz. You found the lineup? I found the lineup. Who won the main event? I don't From remember. Kingston, Ontario. Hercules over Dino Bravo. Horner over Horowitz. Genius over Jim Powers. Okay, yeah. Honky Tonk over Hillbilly Jim. Perfect and Bret Hart to a time limit draw. Okay. And Big John Studd and King Duggan defeated the Heenan family, Andre the Giant and Haku. Okay, and Haku probably took the fall, right? Yeah, and Haku was involved in one of the biggest angles in wrestling a few weeks ago when they had the uh, firing squad turn on the Bullet Club. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that later on. We'll talk about that later on. I want to move on. How's our time? I think we're all right. Let's talk about All In. Yeah. Because let me tell you something, Sean. You know that I am not a big fan of the Young Bucks in terms of their wrestling, in terms of their character, uh, 20 super kicks a match. I know you always say that's the gimmick. I don't like it. I've never been entertained by it. But I've always told you that I respect them for their business acumen. And I respect the fact that they took a YouTube series, turned into a, a, a big selling t-shirt, multiple t-shirts for that matter. A vehicle to get a dozen people over at any given time. Right. Right, and I so I very much respect what they've been able to do. This all-in show that's coming up, this thing is pioneering, and this thing is unprecedented. Uh, and those guys deserve a lot of credit for being able to get this done because when you look at what's happening, it's really it's really unprecedented. Uh, there's no other word that I can really use. So let's talk about it. So I can't recall ever, and you tell me if I'm wrong, ever an independent show coming together as a result of a YouTube series selling at a 10,000-seat arena getting a national television deal for a pre-show, having multiple promotions come together and have talent represented for multiple promotions. Has this ever happened? I don't think so. Not to this degree. I mean, we've had like the super clashes and stuff like that. And when worlds collide back in the day, which was, you know, gave us that great, uh, I think it was Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero yeah. tag match. But, but they had television back then, right? I think it was on pay-per-view. No, 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 but um, I'm saying that the promotions evolved had television. Yeah, right? but I mean, a lot of the people that are on this show, they have television, but I mean, the, the world's just so different now. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're doing Zero Hour, which is their pre-show on WGN. That's a big move for a couple of reasons. I happen to have a couple connections at WGN, and they were expecting to likely jump into the pro wrestling field due to the Tribune-Sinclair thing. Mm-hmm. And there are some within WGN that aren't that excited about that because you may remember they have done pro wrestling a couple times, blast off in the mid nineties mm-hmm. and superstars in the late two uh, thousands, I think. And both of which kind of started off with Vince McMahon 
go putting some big names on there and then pretty quickly fizzled out. Mm-hmm. And if they were to get back into that, you know, they, they don't really want this. So this is kind of like a trial, I yeah, think. Yeah, but don't forget that Saturday morning show. There's going to be a Saturday morning show on WGN starting in September. Yeah. yeah. I forget the name of the promotion, but there's going to be they're going to be doing a Saturday morning show, so that's another foray into well, pro wrestling. Well, I mean, we, we've seen this happen before. Uh, Pop TV with Paragon Pro Wrestling before they picked up Impact. Mm-hmm. How about TNN with ECW before WWE came along? This isn't like a new thing that's that's happened where they dip their toes in the water mm-hmm. before they jump all the way in. What they have been able to do, and this this is going to be on pay-per-view, fight, honor club. Yep. So I'd say David Tease, who's going to be covering it, is probably getting it on on the honor club. So your boy is stuck paying 40 bucks for it, but whatever. I'm sorry, who's paying $40 for it? <laughs> you are, but yeah. anyway. So uh, hey, I'm just saying, expect it on my invoice. Uh-huh. What, oh. what these guys have been able to do. If anything, he's going to charge me for the free hour, too. <laughs> I will. Yeah. You know what? I do have a direct TV bill. You better believe that when UFC announced they were getting off FS2, I chopped that pr- package down immediately. Uh-huh. I was like, we're done. We're done. Get that one off of there. But anyway, the elite show that they have not to mention they own that name jimmy Mm -hmm. they own the elite name they were smart enough to go out and be like okay let's if we ever do make the move and i don't know if that's the motivation but somebody on the fightfulselect.com q a podcast subscribe now asked me how it introduced them in wwe and i was like well they own their name Mm -hmm. you could just bring them in as the elite Mm-hmm. That, that's I mean, they smart. would have to. I mean, yeah. isn't 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 the 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 rumor? I guess about Miss McMahon. If you have national TV exposure, we'll keep your name. Pretty right? much, and that's Pretty why much. they kept Samoa Joe. It's why they kept AJ Styles. It's why they kept CM Punk. If they brought them in, they would absolutely call them the Young Bucks, and they would absolutely yeah. call them the Elite. I think. I mean, you'd be dumb if you don't. But mm-hmm. uh, but to me, this show is a it's it's a it's a reflection of uh, of society today and the power of the internet, and less reliance on broadcast television. It's also, I think, a reflection on wrestling today in terms of the unity between promotions. And you look at the fact that Ring of Honor and Impact and New Japan and even the NWA are all represented on this show. It's just such a new, unprecedented, again, I hate to overuse the word, but it's just something that you just don't really normally see. And when you look at this card, it's interesting. So we've got the NWA title. With Aldis and Cody, I'm not going to go over the whole lineup, just the ones that are, you know, interesting. Aldis in has so. also been added to being the elite now. Oh, is, was he really? Well, good yeah, for him. Not to mention, he's got Dave Lagana making videos for him all the time for ten pounds of gold. Like, right. think about how much his visibility has increased over the past year. Sure. Yep. So they have that for the NWA title. Uh, Christopher Daniels against Stephen Amell. What in the world is that? Has so Amell been tra- has Amell been tra- like keeping up training? He does a little bit, but I mean, you know, they're getting Cody's buddy on the show, and I, I bet it'll end up being good too. Yeah, I mean, Daniels is going to have to bust his ass. Yes, for he that. will. But they have that, and then uh, uh, one I think is very interesting. They have what they call the fifteen-person over-budget battle royal. It's a fantastic name. Male and female. Yep, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace is in there. They haven't announced. I haven't seen the whole list of names. I only saw the graphics. So the graphic had Moose. It had Colt Cabana. It had Jordan Grace. And what's interesting is, so on the zero-hour pre-show on WGN, they're going to have that battle royal. They're also going to have the Briscoe Brothers against SoCal Uncensored, which is uh, Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. The winner of the battle royal gets a shot later that night 
at the Ring of Honor title against Jay, against Jay Lethal. I mean, this thing has got so many promotions covered. It's very it's just very interesting to me that uh, that this has been able to come together. It's like everybody but WWE. Yes. You know, is is involved in this thing in terms of the major promotions. So very interesting. And again, kudos to the Young Bucks and kudos to Cody uh, for using. And I even credit the Young Bucks more than Cody because the Young Bucks kind of did it first. But they basically used a YouTube show to get to where they're at. And uh, good for them, man. Good for them. I hope, I hope everything works out. Sounds like everything's also, already worked out. Also, Madison Rain, Chelsea Green, Britt Baker, and Tessa Blanchard in a four-way match. You have gold, the Golden Elite combination of Young Bucks and Kota Ibushi against Rey Mysterio, Bandito, and Phoenix. Okada versus Skrull, and that's not a match you see in New Japan because Skrull is a junior heavyweight, which is the storyline on BTE, is that Nick Aldis is trying to teach Marty Skrull how to be a heavyweight, making him eat donuts and shit. <laughs> and you have Joey Janela, who is an indie darling right now, running his own shows right. against Adam Hangman Page, who has had a profile increase tenfold since mm-hmm. joining. I would be shocked if they didn't add Kenny Omega versus Pentagon, because Pentagon wrestles for every company pretty much, except for except Ring of Ring Honor and New Japan. Right? That'd be a good and matchup. And he is the top dog in like every promotion. Too. And everybody's after him, too. I think WWE's after him, too. Well, WWE has never contacted him, at least according to what he told Carlos. Okay, okay. But that, that could just be because of his contract status elsewhere. Lucha Underground has really relaxed, and I think it's helped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, relax those contracts, because just a year ago, Ricochet was on New Japan but he couldn't be on access because of the Lucha Underground television rules. Now you got them, got their talent popping up everywhere, and I think it's good for them. I'm kind of surprised there's no John Morrison announced for this thing yet. Is he going to be on the show? Not as of yet. It wouldn't shock me to see him in the Battle Royal. Yeah, though, because but... it seems like he's everywhere else. Yeah, and there's know? also Matt Cross, who plays Son of Havoc and was M-Dog 20 back in the day for backyard wrestling video game fans. MJF who's dealing with a little bit of an injury, and Chucky Taylor and Trent Beretta, they're also set for the show. Cool. That's all cool. What about uh, anybody that's contracted to MLW? That's, I guess, another promotion that I haven't heard much about in terms of an alliance here. Some of them, so, okay, so some of these people aren't necessarily under MLW contract, but you've seen Chelsea Green on MLW, MJF. I th- he might have a contract with them because he's an MLW champion right now. He's their middleweight champion. Mm-hmm. You Pentagon's on there, so you have several of theirs as well. So it's New Japan, Ring of Honor, MLW, Impact Wrestling. NWA. And, NWA, yeah, and Joey Janela wrestles everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a question that I'm going to get your thoughts on. I was asked this question this morning by somebody. Uh, what do you think the chances are of CM Punk making an appearance? Yeah, I was asked that on the... Uh, Q&A show, and I don't think it's high. Now, I do know he's, he's scheduled for a signing, I think, the day before, isn't it, with Pro Wrestling Tees? Yes. So, obviously, he lives in the area, and, and he's going to be doing something with Pro Wrestling Tees, and Pro Wrestling Tees is kind of an unofficial sponsor of All In. So, I wonder if they'll do something. I mean, I'm sure he'll probably at least be backstage. Cole Cabana's on the show. Yeah. So, he'll probably at least be backstage, I imagine. And, you know, I think people are going to be watching this, because... Obviously, this is catering to internet-savvy wrestling fans. People are going to be watching this, wondering or hoping that Punk is going to make an appearance. So, Yeah, I think we'll a lot of people will, and it'll be the, you know, it's the Chicago connection. It's, mm. it's reasonable to think that. I know one guy who won't be making an appearance. That's Matthew Riddle. It's time for the bro spot. Dig in hole. Dig in hole. <laughs> Dig in hole. 
<laughs> the guy's got it. He's still got it. How many MMA offers have you gotten since you started pro wrestling? I've only gotten a couple, and they're always foreign. They're always like in China or Russia, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. Maybe I feel like American MMA doesn't have the money it used to, or it really never had. It was just a boom. But it, it seems like the only companies that can actually even pay like a good amount of money, other than Bellator and the UFC, are companies outside America. And a couple of those just shut down, like or not shut down, but there's delaying events all over the place, of like ACB, dude. I, I, well, it's it's too expensive. It's ridiculous. It's saturated, and it's I feel bad for MMA fighters right now. Hence so I all mean, of them are, all of them are hopping over to pro wrestling. Kane's over here. Yeah. Ronda's over here. They're all coming over. And then yeah, yeah. What do you I think paid, the motivation for I Kane paid, was? I don't know. I think I paved the way. I think I'm a real pioneer for these guys. Well, I mean, hey, we we've got a crossover MMA pro wrestling boxing website that you were a part yeah, of. So, I mean, I was. I just want to say it's a good time. It's a good time to be in that business. So when you see a Brock Lesnar popping up in the UFC, what does that say to you about the UFC's business model that they're taking a pro wrestler, not not even just a pro wrestler, a pro wrestler that doesn't have weekly exposure? He's not on the show every week, and they're still like, this is the guy we need. I think the UFC is grabbing for straws. I don't think all the other companies are shutting down for, you know, no reason. I think there is a reason. MMA is losing a lot of fans, and it's, it's you know, hurting them. And they have too many shows. You, you, you know the problem. Like, can you even keep up with all the fights? They had a fight Sunday yesterday during the day, right? It was terrible. Except for the, the main event. Anthony Smith looked really good. The one who knocked out Shogun? Oh, yeah. Dude. He looked great. I mean, he was, looked great. Then again, Shogun's been in how many wars in yeah. how many countries around the world? Like, dude, good fight for sure for that guy. But it's like you didn't fight the Shogun. Yeah, of you course. Fight, it's like, so, and yeah. still, the sad state of affairs that division is in, Shogun is probably a fight or two away from a title shot. That's how rough that division is. Yeah. I think that yeah. kind of makes your point. The bro spot. I was telling Nigel off the air, every time that intro uh, airs for the bro spot, I just chuckle every time. I it's had the- to get use out of that. I w- you know, usually with interviews and stuff, that, that was kind of our old method. I would film a video interview and we'd use it for about maybe a month or so and all that. And I thought back when, when I, I met, mentioned to Matt, hey, let me do an interview with you. And I told him, before I can't anymore. And he said, let's get on Google Hangouts. And I'm like, yes, I get to make use of that intro that they had made. Yep, yep, because it was a fun one. I guess since we're talking about Matt Riddle, I might as well get to the my thing about Matt Riddle here. So uh, as expected, he dropped the Evolve title at Evolve 108 to Shane Strickland. And, and he is now pretty much through his independent commitments, at least the major ones. Flying Brian uh, Jr. had to fill in for him last weekend for one. Okay, there you go. And again, nothing is official. All I'm going to say is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn is two weeks away. That's all I'm going to say. So we'll see what happens that night. I'm so bummed I'm missing that show. I'm going to try to watch it. It's difficult with two children, but uh, I'm going to try my best to to check it out or at least watch it later on. So we'll see. So the same night as All In, Sean, the same night as, as All In, although different time zones and all that, on September 1st, WWE is doing a big show in Shanghai. And uh, it's going to be a partnership with AEG Presents, which is a big uh, live event company. That makes me question if it's going to become a network special 
another reason why I think it might become a network special is because John Cena posted this on Twitter on August 3rd. Sorry, Nigel, I think I caught you off guard. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Nigel posted this on Twitter on August 3rd. The sixth move of Doom, ready for WWE Shanghai September 1st. So Cena's in for that show. Uh, it's a Rob Brand show. Ronda Rousey's been announced for it as well. So I'm questioning if it might be a network special. Six move of Doom, Sean, what do you think? What do I think the move will be, or how do I feel about it? Uh, no, what do you, do, do, like, so he tried the, the, the springboard stunner, didn't work, and then he took it out of his arsenal, right? The now, diving what, fame master was also dog shit ugly. What did he do? Remember he used to do the diving fame master off the top rope? He, he did that for, like, he still does, doesn't he? Not anymore. No? Maybe, not in the last few years. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he's probably, if I were him, I would lay off of that. I think look, he, at, look at Matt Hardy. His back is fusing to his pelvis. Yeah, well, not, not just that. I think he rang uh, the Rock's bell Yeah, when he have. did that move. I thought he still did it. I thought that was still part of his arsenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm curious his to see. His uh, look terrible. What's that? His hurricane runners look terrible when he does them. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I do respect Cena, given how busy his schedule is that he takes the time to evolve in terms of his inner yeah. ring. I respect that about him. And, uh, you know, he's been busy doing all these movies, and yet he still worked on some new move that we're apparently going to see. So we'll see what happens with that one, man. I wonder That's, what it'll be. It's got to be... I think it's going to be... So when you look at, like, the Springboard Star, and when you look at that famous... Or these are all moves where he's kind of jumping yeah. at you. I wonder if it's going to be something like that, where he's kind of jumping at you. I don't know. What movies all is he working on right now? I know he's Bumblebee, got the... I think, isn't it? I thought that was in post, though. I have I'm no pretty idea. sure they filmed that a year ago. That why don't you go, you go on IMDb like you normally do, and then you can tell me. <laughs> well, no, I know he's legitimately doing a voice in Doctor, like a Doctor Doolittle movie, and that's all that I know that he's doing. I have no idea. I know he but... did that YouTube thing with Cat, whatever her name is. Cat uh, Denning? Yeah, that's right. He did a YouTube show with her. Okay. Uh, otherwise, I have no, I, I don't. I don't keep up with John Cena's acting uh, schedule, so <laughs> you should. <laughs> yeah, I saw Blockers. Not his best work, yeah. if I'm being honest. The movie as a whole was okay and kind of funny, but Ike Barinholtz is in, it and he's really funny. Cena that tries too hard. I find he tries too hard. And yeah, uh, and I, I noticed, and I don't want to shit on him because he's been very successful. But his his brand of humor is all very one dimensional to me. He does the the straight faced deadpan humor a lot. And after a while, it gets boring to me. That's there's, just my there's, opinion. There's not a lot of a difference between his total Bella's character and his movie characters. Right, right. He's no rock, let's be honest. That's true. Yeah, he's not. But at the same time, if you look at the Scorpion King, rock then is not what he is now. Maybe it just takes time and, and experience. We owe the rock an apology. Yeah, why? Man, we doubted him, Jimmy. How? That skyscrapers turned into profit. No, I told you they were going to rely on international. And they relied on international. That's what I said. I think this is going to be a mixed match madness situation. <laughs> <laughs> All I said, eighty million it made. That looks I didn't good. Think there was any way they were going to hit the two hundred million mark, even even internationally. I didn't think it would happen. What did they do domestically? About two bucks, I think. Yeah. Domestically, <laughs> it was The monetization good. on this podcast will get. I'd also like to know what the overall rev share was for China compared to the rest of the world. That's a good point. 
But but you know what? Good for I mean I have so much respect for Dwayne Johnson, so good for him. I have no issues with the Rock. There was a a guy on Twitter that I was questioning was a Rocky Elias account, even though we know he's way too busy for that kind of bullshit. Yeah. This guy was sending me updates like every couple of days about the box office for skyscraper. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was every couple of days. Sixty-four point eight million in the U.S. and Canada. Okay, that, I mean that's not good. No, it's but not. It's terrible. It's a different world now. International, yeah. you know, makes up a lot of it. So good for him if it turned a profit. Yeah. So let's talk about SummerSlam. Uh, the card is pretty much filled out now. There's eleven matches announced. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them. Just just maybe the new ones that have been announced, even though they were expected. So Daniel Bryan in the Miz, that's official. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin because we've all been waiting for that one, so that's official. Uh, they're probably going to put Bobby Roode and uh, Mojo Rawley on the pre-show because everybody else wants to see that. That'll be great. Uh, we get to see Dolph Ziggler and Seth Rollins without any kind of, uh, of, a, of a gimmick to the match, which is going to be glorious. But here's my question for you, Sean. Two-part question about Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. And I feel like a broken record on this first point, but I have to ask it again. Is WWE so dumb that they don't understand that when you're in a town like Brooklyn and you put this match on one-on-one, the crowd's going to shit all over it. Do they not know that? They do not read the room very well. How is that possible that they don't know that? It's weird. Brooklyn is going to be venomous, Sean, for that match one-on-one. Venomous. After, after the takeover they're getting to? Yes. They're wow. going to be They're going to be venomous. It's, it's a really bad decision. But here's my other question for you, Sean. So uh, on Raw this week, Paul Heyman did that promo. I saw you and uh, Alex on the Post Raw podcast, which did over 106,000 views so far. You guys were putting over that promo, calling yeah. it Oscar-worthy, even though it was on television. And, uh, uh, I didn't say Oscar-worthy. <laughs> I thought somebody did. And did you know that WWE aired the final moments of that promo online that did not air on Raw? Yes. And I watched it this morning, and the final moments of that interview that did not air on Raw had to do with Renee Young asking Paul Heyman uh, who was going to win the match. And Paul Heyman on Raw said, Roman Reigns doesn't have a chance. And then that's when he sighed, and that's when they ended. The clip that aired on, uh, on WWE's YouTube was of the continuation of Paul Heyman's answer when he looks at Remain and he says, unless, and then he stops himself. Yeah. Now, one of my friends this morning, uh, and this is before I saw it, he told me that he wondered if there's going to be a Dean Ambrose run-in because Renee Young put her arm up on her chair when the camera zoomed in and you could see her wedding ring. But I didn't get that out of it. What I got out of it is that Heyman is, is either swerving us or he's suggesting that he might align with Roman Reigns. Yeah. What do you think? I think if you want the hottest heel act in recent memory, you do that. But WWE is very, very afraid of heat. It's weird. Okay, let me ask you this question. Because of how they've positioned Brock up until now, where he doesn't like the fans, doesn't want to go in the arena, fuck everybody, where's my money? Do you think that that night, if Paul Heyman goes with Roman Reigns... He's not going to get a babyface reaction. I don't know what kind of reaction he's going to I get. think he's going to get a babyface reaction. He might. Yeah. He might. I think he will. That might be their next step in trying to make Reigns a babyface, to enhance him as a babyface. I had somebody ask on the Q&A chat, who do you think are the three best talents that Heyman could be with? And Reigns is one. Authors of Pain would be a nice one. That would, that would make a lot of sense. But Paul Heyman is 
you see how how good he is in yes. something like this because often he gets criticized for cutting the same promo yep. over and over. And when you have a guy like Brock Lesnar who truly has not evolved in the last six years, mm-hmm. it's tough to cut a lot of different promos. This one was different. It was great. It was fantastic. It was excellent. And I, it doesn't have me interested in the match, but it has me interested in what's going to happen at the end of the match. Yes. And that's more than I can say than before that. And I had some people saying, like, I had some, there were some negative Nancys about this. And I was like, if you don't like this, what aspect of a promo do you like? Like, this was a good performance. It was a great delivery. You know what I love about Paul Heyman, and, and this is a Jericho treat too, is the little things. Paul yeah. Heyman, I don't know how he did it, if he used Visine or something. He got his eyes all red, like he hadn't slept in days. Yeah. He didn't shave for a couple of days, so he had some stubble going on. Like, he had things going on about him, the little, the little things that not everybody does. And uh, I thought it was really good. I, be- I he was believable. Like he, the motion felt real out of Paul Heyman. And uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, this is a very uh, obscure reference to some people. The Survivor Series. I think it might have been 1989 when Mr. Fuji turned on Demolition and went with the Powers of Pain. And when Mr. Fuji did that turn, the crowd popped because the Powers of Pain were babyfaces. And it wasn't until after that show that they all went heel and Demolition became babyface. But that's kind of the vibe I got. Like maybe halfway through the match, he's going to shift and go over from Brock over to Roman and help Roman win. But I think, again, if he does, the reaction is going to be the same. He's going to get a babyface pop out of it. And maybe that's what WWE is hoping for, and it'll help Roman go babyface. Yeah, it's hard for me to ever know what they're hoping for because I know what they should hope for, and it never happens. And great managers like Paul Heyman, advocates, whatever, they take the little things and they make them big things. Kind of like our friends over at bluechew.com. <laughs> True masters in their space. Go over and follow them at Get Blue Chew. They are running a contest to give away tickets to All In. And let me tell you how you can get All In, my friends. <laughs> you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Bluechew.com. It's like the color blue. You know, Go Big Blue. That's what I'm talking about. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so they can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. It is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door. I got to ask you a question. Yeah? I'm not a Cialis Viagra user. So one thing that I've always kind of wondered when you do your plug, are you not supposed to take that stuff on a full stomach? Well, you can with Blue Chew, so who gives a shit about <laughs> I'm just wondering why that's a selling feature. Not only like, why that. Why is that a selling feature? Not only that. Not like there's anything to be ashamed about by taking Viagra, Cialis, or Blue Chew. But old Marie doesn't have to walk to the mailbox in her mask. She can just go out. She's just getting the mail. Nobody knows what you're getting. It's true. So if, if you do want to keep it private, Blue Chew helps you out. Use that code Fightful and you will get your first shipment free. Just pay the $5 shipping. They are made in the USA, Jimmy. That must just boil your blood. Do you think, uh, <laughs> do you think that uh, Randy Savage needed help uh, back when he yeah. allegedly hooked up with Stephanie McMahon? Here's the thing. You don't have to need help to get help from BlueChew.com. <laughs> Use that code FIGHTFUL. It is the better, cheaper, faster choice. 
that will make you faster, stronger, harder. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Let them know on Twitter you heard about them from us. Are you done? (laughs) You never know when I'm done when I take BlueChew, code Fightful. Let's just go right to stupid people. Yeah, sounds good. This is a stupid song, it just goes on and on. You might find some meaning, but you would be wrong. Okay, thanks to TrevorStrong.org for the usage of the stupid song. And uh, once every now and then, I like to explain why the hell we have Stupid People News on a wrestling podcast. This used to be called WWE's excessive usage of stupid nicknames, talking about how often they say the big dog and the architect and the goddess and all that bullshit on television. We stopped doing it because it came, became redundant because they just won't stop. If anything, it's gotten worse. So we transitioned it to a Stupid People News thing, and we've been doing it ever since. I noticed somebody on the YouTube channel last week said that the Stupid News segment is becoming redundant to them. Uh, my answer to you is, sorry, but we're going to continue it because I enjoy it. And based on the reaction I've seen on the live chat and stuff, other people enjoy it too. So will select draw as well. There you go. So we're going to continue. This first one, Sean... And I have to make it clear again, these are real people. And I do my due diligence on this stuff, and this shit really happens because people are, this, this is people. So this first one was reported by the Metro UK on August 6th. I wish Anna was on this podcast because she might know this person. So there's a woman out of Australia named Amethyst Realm. Might be mis- mispronouncing it. Amethyst Realm. And she became uh, somewhat famous in Australia after she appeared on a local morning show there last year. What she claimed on her uh, show appearance is that she has sworn off men and now she only sleeps with ghosts. Ghosts? Ghosts. On the morning show appearance, she said that she had slept with 15 ghosts (laughs) up to that point. And she made the news recently, which is why she's on Stupid People News now, because she claims that she is now in love with one of the ghosts and she wants to conceive a ghost baby. And here is a quote from the Metro article. This is a quote. I know that sounds crazy, but I've been looking into it, and I don't think it's totally out of the question. you got to build a fucking wall and keep these ghosts out, I'm telling you. <laughs> this is getting out of control. They're taking our women. Well, they can have her, from what I, from what I can gather. But, apparently uh, 15 of them can have her. Apparently 15 <laughs> of them can have her, yeah. Do you think yeah. it was a group scenario, or do you think it was... It depends on how much Blue Chew was involved, I think. It seems such. But, uh, yeah, so she wants to have a ghost baby. What do you think about that? <sighs> have you ever seen, what was it, Scary Movie 1 or 2? Long ago, don't really remember. Where the woman bangs the ghost. Kind of, yeah, wasn't that Anna Ferris? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's yeah. not unheard of. You ever seen Memoirs of an Invisible Man? Nah. It's a Chevy Chase movie where he takes something and it makes him invisible. And really? uh, I'm questioning if, because I'd want to know, what traits would the, baby, would the baby get from the father and from the mother? Yeah. Like, would the baby be an invisible human like uh, Chevy Chase in that movie? I think so. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. This next one, uh, this was reported by the South China Morning Post on July 30. This is pretty good. So there was a man in China... Because, you know, I told you, a lot of these people, they're either in China or India, it would seem. And this man was too cheap to take his Land Rover SUV to a car wash. 
to get it clean. So uh, any idea what he decided to do instead? Did he try to pressure wash it? Uh, kind of. And chip all the paint? <laughs> sort of. So he decided to drive it into a nearby river uh, so that it could wash itself off. Unfortunately for him, what he didn't know was that upstream from that river there was a dam. And what he didn't know is that the officials had opened up the dam uh, and, uh, and, you know, or the floodgates, I should say. They opened up the floodgates in order to get more water in. The water level ended up rising and engulfing that car. Uh, bystanders called local fire department and they managed to rescue both the driver and the car. But a video from a bystander went viral and we have that video. And I just Ooh, I can't play wait it. to get copyright noticed. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, we'll say it's from the South China Morning Post. Oh, duh. There, there he is. So that's the gentleman right there. He wanted to save three U.S. dollars on the car wash. Drove it into the river. Look at I that, say, that's a pretty solid stream for, for a car bath. And, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it came out clean. Yeah. You know? Oh, man. Yeah, look at all the bystanders checking it out. Oh, he's stuck on the other side. I just want to say, that worse. is beautiful scenery. <laughs> it's, uh, what is that, uh, Do Young Young, I can't pronounce it, Fire Services Department. Oh, and there they go. They were able to get him across. Good for him. What a dip shit. Yep. <laughs> and there you go. What, viral you have any weird, social media? Do you have any weird car wash stories? Uh, Man, not really, not really, but I will tell now. you this. What's that? Somebody commented on that actual story. The yeah. car is absolutely clean Yeah, the now. car is clean now. Yeah. Yep, there you go. This last one, to, Sean. Do you have to pay anything for the fire department to come out there and help him? I don't think you normally have to. He, I mean, no, he's probably I mean, just incredibly sure. embarrassed. So, I mean, maybe he thought it was worth it. You mean after the fact? Maybe. No, he would have had like a flooded motor and everything after the fact. You know, we've had people on this show that drink dog piss. It's very true. Oh, are we past the deadline? We won! Okay, so anybody that might be a new viewer to this, anybody that might be a new viewer to this, we had a story about a girl drinking dog piss. It was banned by YouTube. First, Vice.com claimed copyright, which is bullshit. Then Barstool Sports claimed copyright, which is bullshit. We disputed their claim because we knew it was bullshit. We have won the dispute. That means that next week, I'm re-airing that story, Sean. Awesome. Doing it next week because we had to censor it out. What's that? Same thing's going to happen. Same thing's going to happen, and I'm going to dispute it again, Sean. And it's going to be just a constant circle. A constant we circle. We should bail her out of jail and just have her drink dog piss live on a show. Oh, and I could probably get that done for like a $20 bill. Probably. Yeah. Maybe we'll look into that. This last one, Sean, was reported by CNN on August 2nd. This is concerning. This one's concerning. So there is apparently a problem happening in the U.S., uh, that prompted the CDC STD. Do you know what that is? The Center for Disease Control of Sexually Transmitted Diseases? There you go. Yeah, this problem prompted the CDC STD to post this on Twitter. Nigel, go ahead and put that up. And I'll read this for our, our audio listeners. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> we say it because people do it. Don't wash or reuse condoms. Use a fresh one for each sex act. That means that there is clearly an epidemic with people in the U.S. washing and reusing their condom, Sean. Can you imagine? By the way, that was the SRS file. 
for obvious reasons. Can you? Isn't that unbelievable, Nigel? Yeah, that's that is so gross. They're reusing Washington, reusing their condom. I mean, it shop. seems like it would be a little difficult to get one on after it's already been used to begin with. But yeah, you think so? What do they do? Do they create a little clothesline in like the room or something? Somebody turns it inside out. Somebody turns it inside out. This end's clean, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a bunch of people that were saying that in the Twitter comments underneath. Oh, great. So they, th- they think they can turn it inside out and it'll be the, clean? The comments underneath that tweet were pretty, were pretty golden. <sighs> Just turn it around backwards. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. So there you go. And uh, after this is done, go to FIFOSelect.com. We're going to have Stupid People Extended. Three more stories for everybody. So there you go. Let's move on, and uh, let's talk about Tama Tonga. Yeah, let's. So he is the adopted son of Haku. He's going to be 36 years old in October, so he is not a juvenile by any means. Uh, but he does juvenile things, Sean. And As we uh, all do from time to time. Well, I guess, but he's got a, he's got a recent history. So he's been at the center of some controversy lately. Uh, there was an issue with a Roman Reigns Twitter exchange. Maybe you want to go into detail about what the hell that was or how it, how it got started. They were just taking shots at each other. And well, now Tama Tonga references Roman Reigns often ahead of his G1 matches. Was it in jest because they're friends, or was it a legitimate thing? I would imagine it was in jest a little bit, but okay. it's hard to tell with Tama Tonga. All right, so that happened. Uh, then, um, and I we have the video of this, and uh, Nigel will put it up. This is courtesy of Italo Santino, uh, Santana, <laughs> Santana, I should say, Italo Santana on Twitter. This is an a animated gif of uh, Tama Tonga at a show putting his hand on a fan's throat. Go ahead and put that up, Nigel. Now, apparently, New Japan had a problem with that. I didn't have an issue with it. Look at the fans behind smiling and laughing about it. I didn't yeah, but have the fan, it. The fan who's getting choked is the one that matters. I get that, but they didn't look like they had a major issue with it either because it's not like he was applying pressure. You know what I mean? I didn't Did have a ever- big issue with that. Yeah, it's it's tough. Did you ever watch The Real World when you were younger? Uh, absolutely never, no. There was a, a scene in the 90s where a guy, like, slapped a girl lightly as she was leaving. And when, she, when the film caught her, she was laughing about it. She thought it was funny. Of course, a few weeks later, that tune changed. Mm-hmm. That, could, that could happen here, too. And Tama Tonga, I'm sure, is a frightening guy. To a, well, to a person. so basically what happened was on August 6th, New Japan Pro Wrestling released this statement on their website, and we had the statement uh, directly from New Japan's website. Uh, and basically what they said was, New Japan Pro Wrestling takes actions taken by our wrestlers seriously. In light of recent inappropriate conduct by Tama Tonga, including SNS usage, which is uh, social media, the company has decided to take disciplinary actions against said wrestlers said wrestlers plural for some reason (laughs) and will issue updated guidelines to all wrestlers um i questioned if this was somehow storyline to get him over as a heel is that what it was i don't think so but if it was kudos to them because they're working a lot of people don't necessarily have the new japan connections that i have in wwe but i know they're putting a lot of eggs in the tamatanga basket right now because they need big new heels because a lot of their heels have become so beloved that they're no longer heels. So Right. And again, to me, that fan interaction did not look that bad. And I realized that this is a different time. I get it. It's a different time and it's a different generation. But you remember the 70s and 80s, Tiger Jeet Singh? Yeah. He'd go running through the crowd swinging a sword, Sean, yeah. in Japan. And uh, Abdul the Butcher, 
Now, I re- let me tell you this, Sean. I remember when I was first getting into independent wrestling, and Abdul the Butcher was taking independent bookings, and we never brought him in, but there was a time when we were close to bringing him in. And I was told by somebody, and this is no joke, I was told by somebody, when he's doing his thing, make sure you don't get in his way because he will grab you and slice you. And I was told that. And uh, again, I know it's a different, I know it's a different time, but uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't think it was that big of a deal, but. Funny thing is on the Weekender podcast on FightfulSelect.com for tier one subscribers, just $5. For weeks and weeks and even months ahead of the firing squad bullet club thing, I was like, man, Tomatonga and the other Tongan, they're being awfully quiet about this Kenny Omega, Cody thing and. That's not Tamatanga. Mm-hmm. Tamatanga is not quiet. It was like one day he's going to explode either in character or really, and that that's they're playing that. I mean, everybody kind of knew it was coming. There was something bubbling under, whether it be real or not. I think that's half the appeal. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of the appeal. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, if they ever did a uh, Undertaker versus Undertaker storyline with Roman Reigns, they could totally bring that guy in. Who, Tamatanga? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, he's a little bit smaller. But, but somewhat's pretty similar. You know? Nice. Tonga Tonga's like six feet tall and maybe 215. I mean, Brian Lee, you know, wore lifts. That's true. I wonder what ever happened to him. He just disappeared. It's funny you say that. So I was telling a story today. Fuck, I guess I'm going to tell the story now. I was telling a story this morning awesome. uh, about I was at an independent show one time and I was backstage and Brian Lee was an old school guy. He shook everybody's hand, right? Mm-hmm. In the locker room. I might have told you this before. And I had my back to the door because I was talking to whoever I was talking to. Unbeknownst to me, Brian Lee had come in because he was working that show. And because he, he did the old school thing, he tapped me on the shoulder. And I turned around and I'm like 5'9". So I turned around, you know, looking eye level kind of thing. And then I had to do this. Oh, yeah, he's a big dude. He was a giant. Uh, but he was the coolest guy. Shook my hand, said, nice to meet you. I'm Brian Lee. Like, he was really cool. But uh, that was my one and only experience with him. I don't know what happened to him. I know that I think the last match that anybody's seen him wrestle was about six years ago. He teamed with with Wolfie D. They were a team in uh, in Impact in TNA in the oh, early okay. days. Okay, they were disciples of the New Church or whatever. But before that, he hadn't wrestled in like six years. So maybe right. one performance in the last twelve years. Right. And you never know how somebody like that's doing physically. Mm. But if I am any old, if I'm any wrestler in their mid forties to mid fifties and I can still go and I'm in good shape and I can wrestle a match and do it comfortably. I'm doing it because today LaParca and Pierre from the Quebecers yes. are draws on the indie circuit. Look at um, Adam Baum. What was his real name? Brian Clark. Brian Clark. He still looks pretty good. Yeah. He still looks I good. Wonder, but I wonder if he could ever work again. Cause I know he had some real bad back. Yeah. I, I think he's long at a wrestling, but he looked to me, he looks the same. He's just older. You know? Yeah, I would I would watch an indie show just to see Wrath do a meltdown. <laughs> I would do that. He hasn't, he hasn't wrestled in 13 years, or 15 years. So. Long time, yeah. You, so, you just never know who could adapt and really embrace today's style and become even a novelty attraction. Sure, yeah, sure. Let's talk about Hulk Hogan. So uh, this is a, I guess, semi-exclusive, because it's not really an exclusive, but it's kind of an exclusive. So Hulk Hogan uh, has been posting on social media that he has an announcement about October 27. And he says that, quote, something very special will happen on October 27. He's teasing an NWO tie-in. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, it just so happens that that is the day before the Evolution pay-per-view, and that's led to speculation. Oh, could it have something somewhat to do with that? Could it have to do with Brooke Hogan? Uh, I'm told by sources close to the situation that it is a WWE project. That's, good. that's going to involve Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. That's all I know. That's going to be a WWE project. I'm told by somebody very close, so I, I consider it legitimate. Uh, and that's all I know about it, man. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. I wonder in, a st- in something like that, I, I've, you know, given the success of the even the retro review podcast we do on Fightful Select, I would love to see those three guys just go back and talk about NWO or if they knew each other in WWF, uh, their return to WWE in 2002, like almost individual podcasts breaking down the third man breaking down. Maybe be, the maybe they're going to do a table for three. Might be, maybe, might be. But man, when you Kevin Nash is a funny, entertaining guy. I watch Hall is inter- too. Yeah, Hall's Hall is good be. too. Hall can be as long as he's sober. Hogan needs. I'm somebody being honest, to- Nigel. <laughs> yeah, I'm being honest. That's true. Hogan needs somebody to keep him in check, like fact check him. Yeah, but I don't think either one of those guys is going to do it. Nope. No. Nope. So yeah. I, I don't know what they're going to do, but. Matter of fact, who in wrestling would? Nobody would. I fact check a lot of people. I would love to, but yeah, but they're not putting you in a table for three with Hulk Hogan. I don't think so. They're sure as hell not putting me in a table for three with Hulk Hogan. (laughs) You never know. Maybe we'll get a a message from somebody. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, (laughs) I want to talk about something that you discussed. I believe on the Raw post show uh, pod this week, and that is shitting ice cream. Yeah. Because I loved that saying. I had never heard it before because I don't listen to podcasts. I, I don't listen to the Pritchard podcast. But I love that saying. Uh, and that is pr- a perfect description of what they're doing with Elias, even though I still don't agree with it. But it's a perfect description. Explain shitting ice cream and explain uh, the, where that comes from and all that. Pritchard says on his Something to Wrestle podcast of the heel turn of The Rock between 2002 and 2003, they, they had been booing him because he went to Hollywood. But when he came back, he was a very entertaining heel, as he usually was as a heel. And he would do the things like the Sacramento song, which is one of the great all-time lines in a promo ever. Uh, I'll be sure to come back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May. Yeah, The crowd booed him, but they loved it so much. He was shitting on the crowd, but Vince McMahon said that The Rock was shitting ice cream. And the crowd loved the taste of it. <laughs> Appropriate. I mean, the only thing that I'll say is, because is, I get the reference and it makes sense, but the only thing I'll say is this. So when The Rock had that run, he got massive heel heat. Because like, yeah. remember, he had the really lengthy entrance video where it showed the helicopter shot and all that. Remember? And he got massive heel heat. When Elias's guitar strum plays, he gets a babyface pop. Yeah. When he plays his song, which they now let him finish, he gets a babyface pop. JoJo is a great part of that act, too. Having her come yes. out there and just say that, yes. that is identifiable with his act as well. Yeah, and to me, the main difference between that Rock run and Elias is the fact that Rock got booed like a heel would. Elias doesn't really get booed until he starts shitting on the town. 
Until yeah. then, he gets a babyface reaction. And I, I still, and I've been telling you this, I question how long they can go to the well with him and how long they can tease a babyface run and then have him shit on you and tease a babyface run and have him shit on you until the crowd gets tired of it and doesn't cheer him anymore. How many times have we seen the Alexa Bliss, Carmella, sincere promo that turns into, psych! Right. I'm going to think, absolutely no one. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, how many times are they going to have Elias interrupted? Yes. Jesus, man. Yeah, that's true. Come up with something else. I'm getting sick of the pancakes, too, with the New Day. Even though pancakes are better than waffles, I'm still getting <laughs> sick of it, of the whole thing. I'm going to have to discover some, like, good Canadian pancakes, apparently, when I'm up there. So you're going to Niagara Falls. Yeah. Uh, maybe these are the best. Like a pancake haven? Well, I was going to say there's, there's a good IHOP up there. Am I flying out of Toronto or Buffalo? You are flying out of Toronto, so you're going to be coming back from Niagara to the airport in Toronto. Cool. Yeah, cool. so oh, you'll be sure. good to go. Let's talk about Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. So back in June, he had rotator cuff surgery. I believe it was on his left shoulder. Uh, it was known at the time that six or seven weeks after that, he was going to have uh, surgery on the other shoulder for the same exact thing. He just had surgery on the other shoulder for, uh, for the same thing. He posted this on Twitter, and I just got it. He said, whoever said bilateral rotator cuff surgery wasn't fun. I get to wear a gown. I'm glad, I'm glad that he's keeping a sense of humor through it. Yeah. He's hoping to be back for uh, WrestleMania season. I understand that he's taking his time off uh, taking improv classes. And I know that he was supposed to be at the Just for Last Festival in Montreal a couple weeks ago, but I didn't hear about it. Do you know if it took place? Don't know. Don't okay. know. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see video of it or anything. And the, the, I guess maybe the, the silver lining is he's been through shoulder surgery before. He knows what he's facing. But it's double. I mean, personally, I, I was supposed to get double shoulder surgery years ago, and I just put it off. As put it off. Don't. I didn't want to get it. That type of hurdle for him. That's a tough one, man. To be back by Mania. All I got to say to Sami Zayn, if you ever see this, which you won't, if they bring you back, if they bring you back <laughs> and get you in a match with John Cena, don't pump your fist when you're on your way to the ring. Just don't do it. Then you'll be better off. Yeah. Because Nigel probably didn't see that. He had a match with John Cena. All he did was go like this before the match, and he tore his rotator cuff. So don't pop your fist before you get in the ring with John Cena. Or his first match on Raw. First match on Raw. That was his first match ever on television. Ever. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, man. When I think about that, I think about the recovery time that he faced last time, what we know about shoulder injuries, which have become much more prevalent in wrestling over the last several years. Mm -hmm. And I hope he can, but... Uh, that's a tough one, but I'm wishing him the best of luck because Absolutely. he's so entertaining. I want him to come back in time to do a Team Canada stable that I'm going to mention every damn week until they do it yeah. with Kevin Owens and Bobby Roode and Sami Zayn and Natalia and uh, Ty Dillinger. And who else did I suggest? I guess maybe that was it. You didn't suggest Kiera Hogan, who I spoke to recently in an interview and turned some heads based on her suspicion that maybe her 2015 tryout alongside <laughs> Ember Moon, then known as Athena, may have inspired the gimmick and the look. I know for a fact I'm probably the reason she did it, um, which is, it actually was, I try not, it, I try not to look at it in a negative way, but and in the end it is negative because it's something that I did first. That's something that I brought to my company first. Like, and even now, since she's done it, because she debuted it at NXT TakeOver Mania Weekend, mm-hmm. and 
I remember like I watched Takeover and I saw her come out and I, my heart literally dropped because I was just like, I just, I knew what was coming after that. And I've gotten tweets, DMs, comments, people just saying, oh, you're the ripoff version of Ember Moon. Oh, you're Impact's version. Oh, you're the, the cheap version of Ember Moon. So now because she's taken something that I've worked so hard to make my own, I'm now the ripoff version of her. So in retrospect, it's just like you stole something from me and like doesn't acknowledge that she did because of course she's probably not. But it's just like I worked so hard to get to where I am as me being the girl on fire, as this being my brand. And now I'm the ripoff version of her. Like it, it hurts me. It hurts like all of the work that I put into this character. And, you know, like, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep making myself different. I'm going to keep making myself stand out. Like, and I even know they started calling Becky Lynch the girl on fire. Like they even started using my hashtags and stuff. So I don't, I mean, like, do you think that's something that, that came from them or, do, or like WWE or do you oh, think definitely that? Definitely not. Definitely not. Definitely not. I know that they watch. I know that they do. Oh, I, I know mean, they watch. I meant them as a company as opposed to the individuals, Becky Lynch and Ember Moon. I think the Girl on Fire thing came from WWE. Like they gave that to her, but Ember Moon, I guarantee you, she probably came with it herself and was like, oh, you know, I think this will be a good idea because I'm doing the moon, the eclipse thing or whatever she's doing. Like, I, just, I, I don't know. Like, I know she came up with that. Like, she was at my tryout. And we talked. I saw her sign her contract. She cried when she signed her contract. I was there for that moment. And, like, after the tryout, she called me or texted me and was like, hey, I want to help you get booked on shows, blah, blah, blah. And after that, I had never spoken to her. And that was, like, almost four years ago. I haven't talked to her in four years. And I, like, it, I just, I know she got the inspiration for me. And it also doesn't help because we're two black females. So I automatically get compared to her yeah the comparison i mean and i re actually i remember hearing about you pitching that gimmick uh i think it was was it 2015 mm -hmm. when i would speak to people who yeah. were at tryouts they would tell me certain things and i remember hearing about that back then and you, the comparisons are, are you know, obviously going to be there do you think that hindered your chances of getting back in wwe i know you're happy in impact but have you heard anything from them since then um i don't think it hindered my opportunity um i heard the last time i talked to or last time i got an email was maybe a year maybe a year and a half almost two years ago um i was actually at a raw event in atlanta uh, me and my boyfriend and i had emailed someone and i didn't get a response back but somebody sent me an email saying that they needed um, new information, I guess, like new promo pictures, new, like, I guess, uh, updated resume. Yeah. So I sent it in and they were like, okay, we'll contact you for a future tryout. Nothing. Um, and then I did extras maybe a couple months after that. It was a couple summers ago. Um, I did extras and somebody came up to me backstage and asked if I was going to be in the classic. And I was like, no, nobody has contacted me about the classic. And that was the last time that I ever went or did anything with WWE so I kind of just let it I kind of just let it fizzle out I was like I'm just gonna do my own thing like if they contact me that's awesome if they don't I'll keep working like I'm gonna keep doing me I'm gonna keep working hard because 
eventually, you know, I would love to be there. Um, but Impact knocked on my door first, and I took that opportunity. So since this has happened, you know, this wasn't – I published this story. It was legitimately the most interesting thing about an interview, and the interview is really good. Kiara Hogan is an awesome interview. Excited for her match SummerSlam weekend against Eva Lee. It's going to be in a cage match. It's going to be real good. But when, you know, I go through the interview, got to pick the most interesting thing. By far the most interesting thing. Kiara didn't retweet it. I got the feeling maybe she was like, ah, that didn't, that didn't come off well, or – how will people respond? But people were already calling her a ripoff version, mm-hmm. which she definitely wasn't. Mm-hmm. Ember Moon posted f- photos of her and quotes from promos from like 2012, maybe a little bit ar- around there, of her using the the fire imagery and the red hair. What do you make of this? Um, I think that Ember Moon, whether it was Ember Moon directly or WWE, probably did borrow the character, to put it nicely, from Kira Hogan. But, and you and I talked about this off the air, it sucks, and that's pro wrestling, and it is what it is. Kira Hogan needs to change up her character. Because I, I told you off the air she should become the Ice Queen and turn everything blue. Which is not a bad idea at all, yeah. The problem, the problem is, is, and, and we've seen this a lot, uh, the the general audience doesn't know who created it. They know what they see on television. Exactly. Right. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna assume that Ember Moon was the original of that character, whether she was or not, and that means that it's gonna hurt. I was telling you before whether Hogan is her real name or not. Change your fucking name, because I don't think Kira Hogan is gonna have a shot in WWE. I sure as hell don't think that Kira Hogan, looking like Ember Moon, is gonna have a shot in WWE. So change your character, change your last name. Uh, and if it is true that that character was taken from her, well, that sucks, but it is it what it does. is. It is what it is. got to change your character. You cannot go around is, looking like her. She's a great piece of Impact Wrestling. Like she, I think she's going to be one of the anchors <laughs> of that division. She's really good, but uh, it sucks. <laughs> what? <laughs> so Nigel and I both got it. We both got it. <laughs> when, <laughs> when you said she's a great piece of... <laughs> Nigel and I both I think both of us were like sitting here like what's I was he like gonna, is he really about yeah, to say that? Is he really going to say that? And then you said impact talent How old are you Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy Van the same guy who says you really shouldn't say this to somebody on social media you really shouldn't, you really shouldn't do How is this related? It sounded like you said something else, or you're yeah, about well, to. Grow up, Jimmy. She's a wonderful talent. And Nigel got it, too. Ring. He got it, too. You said she's a great piece of. Canadians are filthy. <laughs> okay, I'll be reading the live chat later on. I want people on our live chat. Did you think the same thing when he said she's a great piece of? Before he oh, threw... okay, yeah, that's exactly he threw... what we want. Let's just welcome her back to do more interviews now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's move on, and... Uh, I have a couple of listener questions, but before we get to those, I want to talk uh, quickly about Tammy Sitch. What a situation with Tammy Sitch, a.k.a. Sonny. Situation. <laughs> okay, now how is that funny and what we just did isn't? How? You all didn't do shit. You laughed. But because what you said was funny. <laughs> how is it funny? You said she's a great piece of. something I said. It was a strange choice laughed. of words. Yeah, it was. It was. So Tammy Sitch... Uh, most popular girl in wrestling in the 90s, Sunny. She was every male wrestling fan's dream girl back then. 
She has been in jail for almost six months at the Carbon County Correctional Facility in Nesca Honing, Pennsylvania. She was moved there from a, a facility in New Jersey in March. She's in prison or jail, I should say, for failing to appear in court to face two uh, DUI charges. She's due to go before a judge on August 23rd. And at that time, she could have her parole revoked. If her parole is revoked, Sean, she faces up to five years in prison. What a situation for, for Sonny, Tammy Sitch. Um, it's unfortunate, man. Where do you think this is headed? Shitty things to typically happen to shitty people so yeah yeah it's too bad she uh she was she was the it girl i mean granted that was 20 years ago but she was the it girl man yeah and she was also really smart right she was going to medical medical school back in the day wasn't she no i thought she was i thought she was good she was in medical school and then she decided to follow chris candido in a pro wrestling i don't know but what a, what a sad situation she faces up to yeah. five years in prison man uh, let's get to a couple listener questions. Oh, and a quick shout out to Glenn Jacobs. Uh, he uh, won the mayoral race as a Republican in Knox County, Tennessee. I thought it was hilarious that he did his victory speech at the Crown Plaza in Knoxville, and when he came out, they played his WWE entrance music. Yeah. Has that ever the, happened? The chemical version, the really good yeah, version. Yeah, the good one from like 99 or whatever, yeah. Has that ever happened where like somebody in wrestling, you know, they, they win a political race, because he's not the first, but they win a political race, they play his entrance music when he comes out. I, I wouldn't was... know Jesse Ventura's entrance music. I don't think he had one. I don't think so either. No. But who but there have been there? others, Brian right? Brian Lair? Uh, Jerry Lawler ran. He ran, yeah. yeah I don't I'm think sure. he won, but he ran. Uh, so I don't Rhino, he... Rhino ran. He didn't win, but he yeah, ran. Man. Yeah, uh, whatever. So um, I don't think we have a lot, of, lot to go on. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to look it up, I guess. Let's go to listener questions. So this first one is from Jesus Juarez. He says, uh, Jimmy Van, I'd love to hear what you what you thought of the R-Truth Shinsuke Nakamura segment on SmackDown. It shows that R-Truth's act will never get old, in my opinion. Uh, so here's my opinion. I think that he has his moments. I think that on SmackDown when he said, I'm going to pin Carmella to get a, a U.S. title shot because that's what the girls were doing to get a title shot at, at uh, SummerSlam. That I thought was pretty funny. But I think that he's doing what he's doing because creative has nothing else for him. Of course. And, uh, and also, they only plug him in when they need to use him as enhancement. And I think that with Shinsuke Nakamura, they had nothing else planned. They wanted him to look strong going into SummerSlam. So uh, let's throw our uh, truth in there, have Shinsuke beat him up to look strong. That's all it was. Well, I mean, for a 46-year-old guy who has been contracted to TNA or WWE since mm-hmm. 2000, I think it's a fine role. Sure. He's funny. Does it? He always gets a good reaction. He's still he in shape. It. He's still in shape. Yeah, I brought it up on the SmackDown show. You know, one of the pros that always that people always say about Vince Russo is, regardless of the content on the screen, every character had something. This is very reminiscent of that, where Archery mm-hmm. might not have a storyline, but he has something. He can fit almost anywhere and be that comic relief. Yeah. And then I mean, you wouldn't want to use him every week because if he did it every exactly. week, it runs course, right? He's an excellent cameo. Yes, I think he's a fantastic yes. cameo, and I can't, I wish I remembered who said it. He needs to show up at WWE Evolution and be like, "It's time for me to make history." And then somebody whispers in his ear, and he's like, "Ah, my bad, my bad." There are, there are actually rumors that in order to get all the girls on that show, they might do a battle royal. Should and one of the rumors is that there'll be a countdown, and then our truth's going to come running out or something. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. But again, you got to use them in small doses. This last one, okay, Nigel's going to like this one. 
You were talking about milestones. I don't know if you were talking about Fightful Select milestone, Sean, or if you were talking about YouTube subscribers. But you were talking about... 10,000 subs, 4 million views, 100,000 on the Raw show. Okay, but you were talking something about about milestones. And so Chris, at Chris4782357 on Twitter, he sent sent me this question. What milestone would it take for Jimmy Van to sing Stephanie's entrance music? (laughs) I have an answer for you. My answer is 25,000 YouTube subscribers or 100 FIFA Select members. Hey, you know what? Those are reachable. Those are Those attainable. are reachable. I thought you were going to say something like, Sean Rossap drains the Ohio River or something oh, like that. No, 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 no. If, uh... if and when we get to 25,000 YouTube subscribers or 100 FIFA Select members, I will uh, do at least a verse of Stephanie McMahon's entrance music which, on the Listen Your Boy podcast. All grown up or the maybe, new one? Maybe a little bit. Maybe I'll ask Marie for her opinion because she, a, is, no. she is the chief rating officer of FIFO.com <laughs> and of the Listen Your Boy podcast. So I might ask Marie do for her remix. thoughts. Do a remix. You've got Nigel there. He, he can put that stuff together. Yeah, maybe we can do that too. Yeah. Now Marie had requested because she's a fan of the Jim Johnson catalog. So she had requested All Grown Up. So maybe I will do the other one just to kind of keep it separate, but we'll figure something out. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to credit Marie with 100,000 views and 10,000 subscribers and 4 million. Well, no, because she views. wasn't on the Raw podcast. Exactly. But her work is definitely paying off, Sean. She was on the morning show. Yes. Uh, Good Morning America. No, no, no. Well, she's a little know. bit more local. She was on Good Morning Scarborough, Scarborough. on AM <laughs> Radio. Oh. God damn. Hey, guys, if you all want more Q&A stuff, I did a full show just ahead of this. Is at FightfulSelect.com, Tier 1 subscribers. That is just $5 a month. And every month you get at least four Weekender podcasts, two Dark Match commentaries. You get two Q&A podcasts. You get the weekly 205 Live NXT review from Mr. Warren Hayes. If it were a work, if it were a shoot, every month, weekly UFC rankings breakdowns, all kinds of stuff. When you go up to the $10 tier, Tier 2, you have Jimmy Van's match archives. You get a copy of his book. You can get a Fightful shirt after so long. We even have sponsor-level tiers where you can plug something on the show. You get a Fightful mug. We got new bumper stickers. New bumper stickers I saw are out this, there. I saw it this morning. It's the uh, the one with the with the transparent background. You can get one of those dumbass masks if you subscribe, I think. <laughs> I don't know what the hell's going on with those. I think we should have Melissa masks now that she is in Fightful Canon. Are you are you are you trying to like shift the attention? Yeah. Did you see what she did to our Fightful Select subscriber Simon last week? Uh, no, I didn't. Simon sent us a tweet in which Melissa replied to it and said, "Thanks, Jason." Aha. Uh-huh. His name was on Twitter. She literally responded to his name. By calling him Jason. Was that on... Was that... No, it wasn't on purpose. She didn't do that on... So it wasn't a Jericho promo? To which she replied when I told her, Ah, fuck. Why am I like this? (laughs) (laughs) These are the people that I employ, Sean. It's fantastic. Yeah. Makes me feel a little bit safer in my employment. I'm glad you feel that way. Uh, hey, at least at least <laughs> Melissa's there. If Melissa's there, I'm like one away from the chopping block, maybe. Uh-huh. As long as Melissa's around, I can make a case for for my worth. Okay. At least I know people's names. 
So you excited to be coming to Toronto in two weeks? Yeah, very gonna, excited. Going to do the ball Love game. Toronto. You even get to stay at my house, Sean, which I'm second guessing, but you get to stay <laughs> at my house. Horrified. Actually, let me ask you this question, Sean, because my wife was asking me this. So I have a spare bedroom upstairs and I have a spare bedroom in the basement. What one would you prefer? It depends. Is it like, is the spare bedroom upstairs? Is it like home alone, sleeping on the hide-a-bed with Fuller? Uh, no, the one upstairs is a king bed in its own Ooh. bedroom. The one in the basement is adult bunk bed, Sean. Oh, definitely, definitely upstairs then. Oh, you yeah. don't want the adult bunk beds? <laughs> there it would there would be a lot more room for activities, but... Are you going to bang your wife in my house, Sean? No, I'm not, actually. I sure but hope if not. I, I got did, cameras. I would be able to use BlueChew.com. <laughs> use that code Fightful. Probably miss the driver you're sending for me. We'd be at it so much. Hey, I told you today, her last day of work ever in scrubs today. She She's worked in the medical field as long as I've known her. She's going back to school next week. Good for so, her. Congratulations. For celebration, I might just be Bluetooth. Good for her. Congratulations. Now, I don't know if I should say this because uh, I might be stealing her thunder. Uh, Lindsay, who is part of our team, got engaged. Really? Should I be saying that? Congratulations to Lindsay. Oh. Well, I mean, she's got the... Right? Okay. Well, yeah. Nigel just looked at me and said, I didn't know that. But she's wearing the engagement ring, so it's not like it's a massive Just secret. look at her. A year ago, she was telling me she was going to run a half marathon. I said, Lindsay, you're just running from your problems. There and you now go. things have turned around for her. <laughs> things have turned around. <laughs> things have turned around. She's turned the corner. She's getting engaged. A lot of people don't know Lindsay's name. Lindsay, very integral and fightful. And yes, I know I is. bust balls, but Melissa is too. She's She is stuff- actually my longest tenured employee. Really? Yeah, she's been with oh, me for like five months. Five years, I think. Six like five, and a half five, Maybe even six years. She's been with me for a long time. There are people, like, when I think back and I'm like, oh, I've been around longer than Nigel and Melissa have. That's weird for me to think of. But uh, there are people like Lindsay who I've worked with since the very, since before the first day of Fightful, yep, before I was even starting. And so very happy uh, to see her. I'm getting Batura to do a live Holy Smokes intro. Yeah. Whether or not man. I'm on the air. She's going to have to record a new one, Sean. She is. By the way, I have uh, we, we can go ahead and announce that again. Mm-hmm. James Lynch joining us at the end of the month on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast. I think that would be that's a really good dynamic. We have Showdown Joe for the historical aspect, who is certified as a judge and a referee and covered uh, MMA for so long. And we have James Lynch, who talks to literally hundreds of fighters a month. And I talked to James about the ball game. He's flying from uh, BC that day, so he can't make the ball game. However, I told him that there's a good chance that my employees are going to screw me into taking you out that night. Hey! And so he said, "Well, then I'll join for that, maybe." <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That was a blast. That was. Oh, sure. Uh, that was great. That was great. I love the expense report. It was good. <laughs> I just want to say I didn't like encourage anybody to do that. I know you did. I know you did. It was it was an inebriated sales guy that did. You can't even so. use his name. I like keeping it general because, like, our listeners don't know all these people, so I'd rather just kind of keep it in general terms, you know? I think Greg is in canon now, too. Possibly. I've got to tell you, I'm not up to speed on some of these Twitter terms you're using, like stands. I don't know what the hell that means. Stay, okay, you remember, uh, it's, it's a combo of the word stalker and fan. You remember the 
Eminem song, Stan? No. Back in the day about the obsessive guy who killed his girlfriend and... I can't believe you never heard that song. No, so Stan means a stalker fan. Yeah. It was okay. the Did song you know that, he... Nigel? I didn't know. I didn't know that. No. It's the song that uh, he performed with Elton John at the Grammys or something like so that. So why do you keep talking about Kelly Kelly stands? Come on. You're going to make me do this on the air? I don't know this shit. I, I, I go on Twitter how like... Ma- okay. How long have you had Twitter? Uh, technically since like 2009, but I didn't use it at all until the last For a long time, year. Right. Yeah, last year. How many hardcore Kelly Kelly fans do you think there would be in the world still? Uh, uh, there are probably still a few hundred. I think there are more. Yeah? Based, based on what I've experienced this week. And I, yeah, I just bust balls. I legitimately think she was a bad wrestler, a bad promo. But a lot of people take that as me saying she was a bad person. I made the comment, Lana is a better wrestler than Kelly Kelly ever was. And I fully believe that. I really think that I mean, Lana it's not is... saying much, but yeah, Kelly Kelly... Exactly! Yeah. It's not like I'm saying, man, Lana is better than Luthez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although, although Kelly Kelly did do a Thez press, so how good could Luthez have really been? But I even sarcastically said, oh, I wonder if there are any Joy Giovanni stands out there. There were! She was around for like three months. There yeah. are... I, I, I think I might it. have interviewed her. People were insulting my hair, Jimmy, saying that it looked like I'd never washed my hair. Right now, it looks like you haven't washed your hair. <laughs> this, it's beautiful. Can you do that a little bit more? Do that a little bit more? Okay, there you go. We have a meme right there. Or, or, uh, animated gif. Oh, we have an animated gif right there. People dared to come after my hair because of the Kelly Kelly situation. Man. Man. Okay. Also... What I found out throughout this entire situation, Joy Giovanni is now a psychic medium. What? Oh, yeah. Do I you remember Alex the article. Not that I'm segueing, but what was the name of the girl? She was also in that, that class, and then she went on to be one of the briefcase girls on Deal or No Deal. Oh, I can't remember. Layla? No, Layla? No. What was her name? Not Layla. I remember the original Carmella was around that time, and she ended up marrying a football player or a hockey player. And WWE wanted her to be a, a wrestler so bad. And she yeah, no, there, there was a girl, she had like long blonde hair, and she was one of the finalists from that Diva Search. Sure. And she went on to Deal or No Deal. I forget her name, but anyway, she wanted me to do a podcast with her before podcasts were a thing. Yeah. So this would have been early 2000s. What, who is it? Layla Milani. Yes, Layla Milani. I interviewed her one time for my old site. And we had a good interview and, and joking around and stuff like that. And then she emailed me after that saying, do you want to do a radio, like a, an audio show together? And I wasn't interested. I was starting to focus on advertising at that time. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I don't know whatever happened to her. Yeah, whatever happened to her? It says that in 2012, she was on a TLC special called Secrets of a Trophy Wife. Oh, I have God, these people. These people, man. You know these reality shows, Nigel? People don't realize a lot of these shows pay dick. You know what I mean? She, she but they so badly want to be on television. Product. She sells what? Hair products. That's nice. Well, maybe I'll hit her up. You still got her number? I will say she was very cool. She was. She was very cool, very laid back. Well, guys, it would be very cool if you subscribe to Fightful.com, or FightfulSelect.com, rather. Why well, so that I'll sing Savvy and Man's entrance music? What? Yeah, yeah, that would, I mean, do it, guys. It's real cheap. There you go. We're out.
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.